Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Suckass rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and ooh, who's that hiding in the apple tree? Hello. It's Howard Long. Hey! I've been thinking about these things you do at the start where you say something about me <laughs> and like and how they they're completely meaningless and it's I'm wondering what's going on in your mind when you think of them. What's going on is panic because I suddenly realised that I should have prepared something and yet again I forgot. Mm. That was a lyric from an old David Bowie song. Ah. Anyway, thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks to every single one of our lovely patrons on Patreon for supporting this show. And thanks to you, Howard, and others for listening to this show. Yay! So do you remember what happened last week in Collider, the Collider story? Actually, in the plot. Um... Yeah, I mean, we went to B-World. That's right. right? That was the big, the big thing last week, is we went to a place called B-World, B-World. where a man called Lacan... Um... <laughs> Likes pointing out the big ones. Pointing, oh, look at the big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, look, another big one. So, yeah, like, that's my favourite. In this whole script, that, that is my favourite bit. That's a good bit. Lacan <laughs> pointing at the big ones. Yeah, oh, but you don't want one. you don't want Lacan to point out that you're big because that means you're going to get shot in the back <laughs> of the head. Yeah, I mean, if even if that weren't the result, mm. I wouldn't want Lacan pointing at me going, oh, look at that big Rufus. He's quite the big one. Go and get him for me. Mm. Yeah, there was no point in that. At no point, even before I found out that they were going to get lined up and shot, there was no point when I felt that was okay. <laughs> that whole Lacan thing. <laughs> it never, it never felt good. Really? Well, you know, when they, when they were keeping all those children in, like, basically in cages and then marching them out in the morning, you didn't think there was that, that was a, a nice and shooting point. some of them. Yeah. So we meet, we meet brand new main character, don't we? Pony and her brother Moosey, who unfortunately My Little Pony and Ian Moosey yeah. was what they were called, right? But Ian Moosey <laughs> dies, uh, um, He's, and he is now too and dead. Pony yeah. almost dies, but she is saved. On B World by Donald Children. That's what happened. Donald last Children. Week. Yeah. Okay. So he's on B World. So he didn't go to hell. Or well, he, he, I guess he did actually. I... If hell is loads of children getting shot in the back of their head, then that is where Donald Which, Children. Yeah, it sounds went. sounds pretty hellish. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But it but it turns out in this script he actually went to a place called B World. Mm. We also, I believe, we also saw um, Penny and Carl escaping. Yes. Right. Penny and Carl escaping from the World Heritage Center after Penny witnessed a murder. Yes. Of a falling man. And that falling man told her to find find my father. His name's Donald Children. Yes. <laughs> and she she took that seriously for yeah. some reason. But, I mean, she, now she's running away from murderers. Yes, because she's been framed for killing that falling man. Yeah, but she's gone to London to look for Donald Children, right? And that's yes. that's where we left her, on the search for Donald Children. So let's get back to the script and find out how she's getting on with it, shall we? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so Penny is looking for Don Childs, mm. also known as Professor Donald Children, <laughs> all right? Because that guy who got shot in front of her on the roof, just before he died, he said, Find my father, Professor Donald Children. <laughs> Those were his dying words. Yeah. So now she's got to find him. She's discovered what university he works at, and she has gone to that university. So now we get a couple of establishing shots of the university. Brilliant. And uh, a shot of Penny asking students for directions. So we get the idea that she's at a university. She's looking for Donald Children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then... Cut to the Queen's Arms, a bar in Kensington. Mm. Penny steps in um, and then takes a brief tour of the inside of this small pub. But Don Child is not here. <laughs> it's pretty empty, save for a couple of student lovers. Mm. And that's Come hyphenated, on. so it's people who love students. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in one dark corner, a bearded man. Mm. In shades is nursing a glass of whiskey and the bottle. Penny approaches the bar. What can I do you for? I'm actually looking for someone. Professor Childs? Sure, he's right there. Mm. She points to the man in the corner. He's in incognito. He always he always sits in the corner over there and says, "Don't tell anyone I'm here, will you?" <laughs> so I don't. I don't tell anyone. Anyway, that's him. Just over there. Go and put, put here. Do you want a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a gun? <laughs> what? No, not really. Well, you thought you might want to murder him. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to be helpful. No, none of that happens. Sure, he's right there. She points to the man in the corner. And then Penny goes, thanks? But I'm not sure why. Because that's not Don Childs. Okay. No, it says Penny walks over to Archie. So is this like the beginning of... Um, what's that really terrible movie? <laughs> it's definitely like that, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. That may have come across more insulting than I intended it no, to. I'm really sorry. Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with um, Sean Connery in it. It's like one of the worst movies that anyone's ever made, yeah, I ever. I saw some of it. It's but... so bad. But the way Sean Connery is introduced in that is like... Whoever's like put in the superhero team of characters from good stories who are being really misrepresented, right? yeah. which is what that film's about. It's like some classic characters who have been made really, really dull, mm. uh, and Sean Connery because he mm. he isn't one, right? It's like all these, isn't it? All these people who are like it's like Mister Hyde and um, fucking Dracula or whatever, and then Sean Connery. Yeah, he's playing himself. <laughs> But he's like some kind of colonial murderer or something, and he's in Africa. Right. And whoever's putting the team together turns up at this bar in Africa and he and does this. He's like, um, I'm looking for Sean Connery. And uh, the bar, he's that bloke over there, and points to someone who's not Sean Connery. And he wow. goes over and talks to him a bit. And then after he's said a few sentences, the guy sitting behind him, who really, really obviously is Sean Connery, because he's oh, got right. his face, turns around and goes, oh, actually, I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> And, and that's it's that kind of thing where he's using this other guy to he's using the other guy to, to get, get rid shot of, instead of him <laughs> to get rid of people he doesn't want to speak to. Right. So. Although then there is a massive um, shootout. So it no, turns that's out not like this because Don Childs okay. is on is in B World where okay. he just um, knocked a soldier on the back of their head and saved oh, that see. young girl's life. Okay, so this guy's not like a a representative of Don Childs who's getting rid of the. Bad people, this is, naughty people. This is not Don Childs at all. This is another Professor Childs. Oh, okay. So she, 
Oh, she has for Professor Child. Okay, I see. Okay. All right, so Penny walks over to Archie. Archie is hunched over his whiskey. He's like an injured bear. <laughs> He's like, oh, I remember. Finally, those Japanese finally got the them going back. I remember the days when I used to follow people around London and murder Japanese people. And then they, they caught on and started carrying crossbows. <laughs> Oh, now I've got a load of arrows in my face. Mm. It's really bad. I've never been the same ever since Will killed himself. <laughs> ever since he willed himself. <laughs> As I like to call it, undo. Anyway, good bear impression, Rufus. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was all right. Let's hear your bear impression. <laughs> Would you like some honey? Yours might have the, the, the edge on being funny, but mine was accurate. Mine was, mine was child-friendly bear. Yours was a bit sinister. <laughs> yeah, well, mine was the adult bear. We're doing adult shows. Oh, right. Like, okay. If I was doing history of history, I'd be like, oh, my bear, look at my honey. <laughs> but we're not okay, doing adult, yeah, adult content. Oh, so it's like, oh, my bear, look at my honey. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to lube you up with honey, and then I'm going to do you. Is that bad? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so Penny says, hi. He half nods. <laughs> yeah, just, his head just goes up. His head goes up. Doesn't quite go doesn't, down again. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't complete the nod. Yeah. He half nods. She sits herself opposite him. Mm. <laughs> would you like a seat, me? Yes, I would. Thank you very much. Can I fetch you any drinks? <laughs> this, is, this is from the Golden Bus, right? Yeah. He seated himself. Yeah. And you're still doing it 20 yeah. years later in this script. She sits herself. I'm just trying to make my prose sound interesting. <laughs> it's good, it's good. She sits down is just not good enough. Yeah, well, she sits opposite him would have been fine. But you said, no, she sits herself opposite him yeah. and offers herself a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did definitely wrote that. Yeah. yeah. Penny says, I'm Penny. I'm a journalist. I'm looking for Professor Don Childs. Archie takes a sip of whiskey. Good luck. If there's one thing Don dislikes more than me, it's journalists. Ah, right. If there's one thing Don dislikes more than me, it's testicular <laughs> yeah. torture. So, right? yeah. He's like, actually, well, there's... Number one, journalists. <laughs> Two, testicular... No, no, me. Me. <laughs> Testicular torture. No, 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 no. Oh, right. Testicular torture's worst, all right? One. That's number one. Two, me. Me. <laughs> Very close yeah. seconds. If you give him a choice between me and <laughs> testicular torture, he has to think about it for yeah. about five minutes, but then he goes, oh, I'll probably go for me. Yeah. <laughs> right? But then I uh, surprise on him, then I, uh, then I torture his testiculars. <laughs> and then number three, journalists. journalists. All right? So, you know, there's one thing that... That that uh, Don hates slightly less than me mm. and testicular torture. <laughs> it's you, <laughs> you. <laughs> Penny says, "So you know him? He's my father." <laughs> yeah, Darth Don. He cut my hand off and I fell down a lift shaft, and Princess Leia had to pick me up. Turns out she's my sister. <laughs> anyway, she's a, she's she's she's, she's tied to Jabba the Hutt now. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but don't worry, we, uh, we're, we've got this plan that involves, <laughs> that, it, that it's really weirdly convoluted. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to turn up there, right, and I'm going to knock on the door, and then I'm going to get thrown in a hole, <laughs> right? Yeah. But the, here's the really clever part of my plan. I've, I've hidden my lightsaber in a bin. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, weren't expecting that, were you, Jabba the Hutt? Yeah. Thought you were going to throw me in a hole, mm. but I hit my lightsaber in a bin, mm. and the bin spits it at me, right? And then <laughs> I do a bit of fighting, and a lot of people die in the hole, mm. and then Princess Leia kills 
Jabba the Hutt, mm. and I don't. It's a really stupid plan, actually. If you think about that fucking movie for about five seconds, the whole the first thirty minutes makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Also, Han Solo. Mm. Why don't we just go and buy him or something? And that's uh, what? What exactly? <laughs> that's my relationship to Don Giles. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we watched a lot of Star Wars mm. when we were young. No, he's my father. Penny reaches over and removes his shades, revealing bloodshot eyes. But more than this, despite the pallid skin, the unkempt hair, the beard, this is the falling man. What the fuck? What's says f- Penny? Because you're going for that PG rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the flip? Getting a tits. Woo! Yeah. What the says. He squints at her. No, then she says, what the fuck is this? Oh, shit. His eyes adjust to the light. Is this a fucking joke? Is it a hoax? No, no. That was fucking real. I saw you. I saw... Penny is dizzy. Sick. She holds her throat. Hmm. I've no idea what's going on. She throws herself to death. <laughs> Ditto. That. Not, not the death part, the not understanding part. Me, you, everyone who's listening, yeah. Rufus, none of us really have a clue what's going on. I suspect Howard. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. There's a lot of characters. There's something called Eon, right? Something, and oh, There's a parallel I'm world. Sure he's a donkey from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a depressed donkey from Winnie the, Winnie the Pooh that's making solar power and there's another world that's really like what full of bees it's full of bees and has been in it once and be- seems to bear no relation to the story whatsoever just suddenly there and also there's a load of moons I don't think anyone knows what's going on but I, I expect later it's going to make a lot of sense when, when the witch turns out to be a man <laughs> to be a man everything will come together then You've been drinking, haven't you? No. No, no, no. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Archie pours her a large whiskey, which she immediately downs. Nice. She sizes him up. Um, really? Yes, she gets our tape measure. 1.78 metres. Yes, we're going to need a big coffin for you. Yeah, no, she, what she says is, you're dead. Yeah. Some days pretty much feels that way. I don't know if I'd react that way. Even if I was feeling quite rough, if some strange woman came up to me in a pub and went, you're dead. Mm. We're like, yeah, I do feel a bit rough. <laughs> you're right. I, do, I know I probably look quite bad, don't I? Thanks, love. Mm. Bye. She reaches out and explores his face with her hands. <laughs> when she finds a bit she likes, she sticks a flag in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she reaches the cold, cold northern parts. <laughs> She cools her fingers on his on his northern head. <laughs> yeah, plucks off a few polar bears. Yeah, then she finds then she finds a shed and yeah. goes inside, but someone eats her skeleton. She goes deep sea diving up his nose. Now she starts sticking her fingers up his nose, looking for fish. <laughs> what are you doing, love? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just looking for fish up your nose. Right. Okay. Well, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go, gotta go. Places to be. Mm. I think you've got me confused with someone else. Mm. No, it was you. <laughs> she takes her hands away. Oh, right, they're still there. So, he's, so that's a... Oh, yes, I don't even got any confused with someone else. Yeah, you're right, I'll do it, I'll do it properly. Yeah, okay. But, I think you've got me confused <laughs> with someone else. No, no, it was you. She takes her hands away. You don't... Have a twin? (laughs) 
Well, yeah. No. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell gap. you the story, right? Let me tell you the story of my twin. I mean, I used to have a twin when uh, I was a kid, right? We used to run around the fields, and I'd be like, look at my spider hands. You know, you eat twenty-five spiders every night when you're when you're asleep, right? But then this bloke came round from next door. His name was Mister Squire, right? Mister Squire came round from next door, and he was like, "Hi, blokes, can I buy your daughter?" And my mum's like, "No, nah, of course, no, nah, of course you can't. No, you can't buy my daughter." But my dad was like, "Yeah." <laughs> How many chickens? How many chickens can I get? How many chickens have you got? Now, Mr. Squire's like, I've got four. And he's like, that's a great price for a daughter. You take her away. So he did, but I grabbed her. I was like, come on, run away quick. Let's lock ourselves in this room. And then um, she, I, got her, I got her to take all her clothes off. That bit, that bit in Rapunzel is one of the funniest things in Rapunzel. We don't pay, we don't pay nearly enough attention to it. Is when you're doing the whole reveal, Mm. Of the of the twist, yeah. And um, before you actually do the reveal, you just have a, a moment where you flash back to two naked kids <laughs> for no reason, right? For no reason at all. Like the witch is going, and Rapunzel had a brother and stuff, and they were identical. And like we, the thing is, we know they're identical. You've fully established that. And if there's the one thing we don't need to know is that you can tell them apart when they're naked. That doesn't help the story at all. It does. It do- because that's the thing they don't do, <laughs> right? The like R- Rampion puts her clothes on mm. and keeps them on and refuses to get naked with the squire. Mm. So what we need to know is that like that they are identical when they have clothes on. So what you need to do at that point is not flash back to them standing naked in a bath. That's true. You need to flash back to them wearing the same clothes or wearing each other's clothes or something. Yeah, well, they... there's no reason for naked kids. It doesn't. It doesn't establish. It establishes the exact opposite of what you want. You want to show them swapping clothes. Yeah, or wearing the same or something like that, or just I think what you know. Him put, putting the necklace around the other one. Yeah, you want to show them that. without the necklace. Yeah. That's what you want to see. But One taking this... it off and putting it on the other is yeah, simple as anything things. like that. You, and with a penis out, obviously. Not with n- naked thirteen-year-olds is not necessary. <laughs> it doesn't help anything, and, and that's, it's, it's really funny because nothing else happens. It's just they're in the back, <laughs> they stand up naked, and then you flash back to the present again, and the witch <laughs> telling her story. I'm just like I was just remembering when I was naked with my sister. <laughs> okay, back to the story then. Yeah. <laughs> So what really happened was Penny said, um, you don't have a twin? He shakes his head. Mm. Not anymore. She died of window disease. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Look. She points to a flat screen which silently plays the news. A report of the UNESCO murder with a mugshot of Penny. Mm. This is a good approach. That's me. <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> yeah. Ask me what I did. Well, what did you do? <laughs> Nothing. I was framed. Ooh. Ask me what for. This is a weird scene, isn't it? <laughs> he, doesn't, he literally doesn't give a shit. He doesn't want to know her. She's met. No, he's, oh, it's brilliant. she's just some some crazy lady who's come yeah. over, took his glasses off, told him he's dead, said, look, that's me on the TV. Oh, I'm a murderer who's been framed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. But the thing, the weird thing about it, and it's not him, he's actually quite mm. normal in this scene, mm. but it's the fact that she, it's written like a a meet cute, right? It's like it's, <laughs> it's written like this is the flirty first meeting, and yeah. she's the slightly quirky girl yeah. character, and he's all like, he's a bit confused, but she's like, go on, ask me, ask me what I do for a job. <laughs> That's this, true. All right? She's but turned... she's talking about being a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> go on, ask me what I ask me how many men I murdered. No, it's not four. Yeah. Uh, f- yes, five. That's correct. All right, so we're in a pub with Penny and Archie. 
Uh, she points to the TV to show that she is a murderer. <laughs> yeah, right. and then she says, "There's me murdering someone." She says, "She says that's me." <laughs> Ask me what I did. What did you do? Nothing. I was framed. He nods. Ask me what for. What for? Your murder. See that? The news shows a body bag being transported to an ambulance. That's you. (laughs) See that that body bag? That's you. That is. (laughs) Now that's. I mean, if I was again, if I was experiencing this as Archie, I'd feel like that was a threat. (laughs) See that body bag on the on the TV? That's you. If you don't do what I say. But no, Archie. Archie says, "Trust me, ma'am. That." Is not me. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Okay, no, clearly. But, look, I know I sound crazy because I can hear me too, but I can prove it. (laughs) He waits for the proof. I have a video of you being shot. He waits for this video. He waits for it. Penny says, okay, had a video. I lost my (laughs) phone. Yeah, look. I mean, to be honest, this we- a woman just came into the pub, pointed at the TV, where she is on the TV saying she just murdered someone who is in a body bag, and then she says, oh, I've got a video of you being shot. Well, I haven't got it. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously I haven't got it, but I did have. Anyway, are you nervous yet? Because if you're not, there's something wrong with you. I've got a book as well. Details it. Well, of course, I don't have a book detailing it. But I can tell you how I'm going to... I mean, how I did do it. And I've got your corpse in my bag. Of course, I haven't got your corpse in my bag. But I will have after I murder you. (laughs) Right. This is kinky. Do you want to go back to yours or mine? (laughs) Oh, no. These two are going to end up doing it, aren't they? I just realised that. Yes. These are the male and female leads. They're going to end up doing it, aren't they? They have to. It's a rule. (laughs) It's the the rule. Because we met Carl early on and he was immediately established as someone who was not going to get any sex. Yes. (laughs) That was his character from the moment he spoke. I wrote that part for me, yes. Yeah. And Penny is the lead character, so obviously she has to have a romantic interest. And this is the... like He's the fucking Han Solo character, isn't he? Yeah. He's a bit... Like he's a bit rough around the edges. He's in a bar drinking. Yeah, you meet him he's in a probably bar. he's sat next to that Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he just shot I don't a know. green man. <laughs> 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 he best. just trod on Jabba's tail. That's the best description of Greedo ever. He's like, because I went Wookiee, which shows far too much knowledge about knowing about what yeah. Chewbacca is. But saying yeah. he's just shot a green man is that's perfection, that's right? <laughs> That's what happens. I remember it when I was a kid. Yeah. He shoots a green man and then George Lucas said, no, the green man shot him, actually. Yeah. That's what happens. That's, that's that story. Mm. And we all went, we didn't care, yeah. George. No one. Actually, it turns out some people on the internet really did care, but most of us really didn't. It made no difference. They, did. they got even more confused when Steven Spielberg came in and replaced both Han Solo and Greedo's guns with walkie-talkies. They were like, what is going on? He, he replaced Greedo with a walkie-talkie and then... <laughs> And Solo shot a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Sure. Also, he's still got a gun. That's weird. Yeah, yeah but it's all right, because he's shooting a walkie-talkie. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, Penny says, OK, had a video. I lost my phone. They erased it from the cloud. I know it sounds... 
convenient. They, they, you lost your phone because they erased it from the cloud. That doesn't sound They erased my phone from a cloud. <laughs> what was it doing in a cloud? Am I getting technology right? <laughs> I've heard some words, but I don't really understand them. They erased my phone on a cloud. I need Greg to mansplain it for me. I have no idea what what's going on. It was called Greg, right? Greg. <laughs> Who the fuck is Greg? Who the fuck is Greg? The guy, Greg. Greg. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> Who the fucking shit is Greg? <laughs> Greg. Yeah, I mean, it was Greg. <laughs> I just I just turned up to mansplain <laughs> for you. No one's, no one's heard of me before. <laughs> you know, fucking Greg. This sidekick from the beginning. Greg. What's he called? Greg. Greg. Carl. Called? His name's Carl. Where the fuck did you get Greg from? He could be called Greg. He seems like a, he seems like yeah, a Greg. He could be called anything. He's a made-up person. He seems like a Greg. You know. <laughs> On the right, I can I can, I can redraft names with find and replace any time I like. Right. So he's called You're Greg the writer, now. So you should know. There's no one called Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so so she starts talking about someone called Greg. And oh, she's just sitting there drinking whiskey going, yeah. fucking hell. Uh, no, she says, um, I know it sounds convenient. <laughs> but Greg stole my phone. <laughs> this guy called Greg just walked in and stole my phone and ran off. And has had nothing else, no other part of this film whatsoever, except that phone-stealing moment. I know it sounds convenient and like I just made Greg up just then. <laughs> Greg McReal person. He did it. It was him. (laughs) (laughs) Greg McReal person. I like it. (laughs) Especially if he is a real person. That's the joke of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, my name's Greg McReal person. (laughs) He's like, he's really important to the plan, so she can't, she literally can't explain to Archie unless she mentions Greg McReal person by name. Yeah. And he's like, yes, now, I know you're not going to believe this. (laughs) I know this is going to sound like I'm lying, but his name is Greg McReal person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, all right, bye. (laughs) Oh, good, yeah. Um, Anyway, she says, I know it sounds convenient. He says, actually, the opposite. And then Penny says, my tablet. And Archie says, you need to take your tablet? Mm-hmm. Good. No, my tablet, my computer. No time for puns. I, I need to get my fucking computer. <laughs> OK. No, no, you don't understand. It's synced with my phone. Even if it's deleted from the cloud, it'll still be on my tablet. And when I say wow. tablet, I don't mean a particular shape of paracetamol. Mm. I mean iPad. <laughs> and Archie says, OK, again. Penny says, well, you need to see this. And Archie says, maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. No, you need to come with me now. Needs a pretty strong word and not one I'm feeling. Oh, fair enough. So he's turning it down, but she... Shit, well, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> what I'm saying is I wouldn't. <laughs> no, a woman turns up in a pub saying, look, that's me on the TV murdering you. You see that dead body, All right, come you. with me, I'm going to murder you again. OK. <laughs> Probably going to get laid. <laughs> I think we're going to get laid. If you're planning to murder Howard, mm. he won't be able to refuse being <laughs> murdered by... Yeah. <laughs> Your womanly wiles will have me. <laughs> you had me at, that's you on the telly, I murdered you. That famous Jerry Maguire line. 
<laughs> you had me at I'm gonna murder you. Come with me, please. <laughs> All right. He says, needs a pretty strong word and not one I'm feeling. She pulls the gun and <gasps> points it at him. He raises an eyebrow. He raises an eyebrow. That's the end of the scene. Wow. All right, so, Howard, this next scene is going back to B-World. And I'm a bit confused. What is B-World and why do we keep having scenes in B-World? And who are all these kids and what's going on? Well, B-World obviously is a wonderful theme park full of B-related <laughs> yeah, rides. And that's why there's loads of children there. Because like children love to go on B-Rides. Don't they? Oh, I'm going to go on this B-Ride. And get shot. Okay, yeah, maybe not. For, for, for being too tall to go on the... It's the yeah, opposite at theme parks. So to- being tall is good at a theme park. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a theme park then. You've, you've got me. No, <laughs> caught you out. B world is literally um, what it says on the tin. It is a parallel world. <laughs> Where okay, it doesn't say that on the on the tin. It says B world. You just <laughs> said it's not that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it is not literally what it says on the tin. There's no bees there. Yeah, Actually, no. it's an it's an alternate reality. <laughs> no, not that tin. The tin that says it's an alternate reality. This tin I've got over here. <laughs> it's another Earth like ours, but um, one that is currently enslaved for oh, okay. reasons yet unknown. So it's some kind of oppressive regime in an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. With lots of bees in, probably. <laughs> okay, well let's let's find out what's going on there. Exterior Scrubland Bee World. Ooh. A convoy of buses snake through the wasteland. Rafe Dix is driving them. Ooh. He has won thirty-six buses in a in a casino <laughs> at a hotel on the M1, and now he's got them tied together and is driving them around B World. He's got all the way to B World on them. <laughs> yeah. My God, he doubled down. That's what he did. He won his thirty-six mm-hmm. buses, and he's like, "Let it ride." <laughs> and now he's got fucking hundreds. Oh wow! If he got 30, we knew that if he got thirty-six buses, he could get straight to Plymouth. Yes, but with with a uh, two hundred buses, B World. Six times thirty-six. Straight to B World. He's, yeah. he's 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 got so many buses he can traverse dimensions. That's true. He's got like about a thousand actually, hasn't he? Must must more, more oh, than a thousand yeah, like buses. One thousand yeah. one hundred buses will get you all the way to B World <laughs> in moments. Mm. So I'm flaming out. Where am I? Yeah. What are all these bees doing here? Yeah, get your buses there in moments. You've still got to walk all the way down your one thousand one hundred buses <laughs> yeah, to get to B World. Yeah. Long walk to B World. <laughs> Like flaming egg. I'm sure I'll be there in a moment, though. Yeah. Bees! <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> this is the worst idea I've ever had. Oh. This is worse than that time I cut my legs off <laughs> and bent on a roulette wheel yeah, yeah. trying to win loads of legs and become Spider-Man. When the, when, the to- when the travel agent said, do you want to go to Bee World or do you want to go to really good lots of money world? I should have chosen the- I, I, cho- cho- I, I chose poorly. <laughs> I chose B, but he he got confused. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. He said, A. Okay, okay. He said, A, do you want to go yeah. to B World? <laughs> or B? B. Do you want oh, to go to no. B, 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 take me to B World, Trick mate. Me. Oh, no. <laughs> so a convoy of buses snake through the wasteland. Mm-hmm. From nowhere, a child seemingly rises. <laughs> Floating mm. child. From nowhere, a child seemingly rises, moving into the road. He carries something behind his back. Oh. I've got a bad feeling. It's a balloon full of piss. <laughs> <laughs> a bad feeling about this. That's, that's, what, that's what Rafe would be thinking right about now. Oh, fucking <laughs> no, hell. No, I've come to B-World and it's the same situation. Show me your hands. <laughs> he stands in the middle of the road and the lead bus 
Does one race driving. Yeah. Honks its horn, but shows no sign of slowing. Oh, yeah. As it draws closer, the boy takes a set of bolt cutters from behind his back. Oh, shit. He applies the jaws to his tagger. Oh. Right. I mean, that... I guess a tagger is a thing, because it's got a capital letter, but he applies the jaws to his tagger. It just sounds like a bunch of sounds. <laughs> right? Just a bunch of noises. Mm. So what does that mean? Uh, they've got those things around their ankles that blow up. Oh, so it's it's like people under house arrest or something. It's like they're electronically tagged. Yes, but so they're the police bombs. know where they are, but they're bombed. Yeah, so okay. he's a he's a what do we call it? Oh, he's a suicide. He's bomber. a suicide bomber. Oh, okay, mm. I see. So he applies the jaws to his tagger. The driver, realizing too late what is happening, breaks. <laughs> the boy cuts through his tagger. It explodes, wrenching the child in twain. Uh. Lovely bit of poetic language for a kid exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Wrenching the child in twain and sending the bus crashing onto its side. Wow. Immediately, hordes of children armed with rudimentary weapons. Wow. <laughs> rudimentary weapons. This is my gun. It's made out of clay. <laughs> yeah, this is my grass gun. Oh, my clay gun. <laughs> Hordes of children armed with rudimentary weapons emerge from the long grass. I mean, that's um, that's completely a mean of me to laugh at rudimentary weapons. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> rudimentary weapons is absolutely lo- a logical phrasing. It's, it's very mean of me to <laughs> say that means a clay gun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely Mate. doesn't. This is like uh, there's grass there now. I was imagining it was all dusty and sandy, but now it's grassy. <laughs> grass and Hiding clay. in the grass, <laughs> yeah, these yeah. kids. The long grass in these wastelands. So it's um, wending yeah. through a overgrown kind of like meadow then. So the boy just blew up himself and knocked a bus over. Immediately, hordes of children armed with rudimentary weapons. Wait a second, is this uh, the mystery of the golden bus still? I'm yeah, yeah. Well, it's a blew themselves. Of it's the got two. really confusing. Yeah. It's uh, the collider of the golden bus. Right, because it was really fun before and now people are dying and exploding. Yeah. Well, you could always sense it coming in the mystery of the Golden Bus. When, you know, there was always that 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 sense of impending menace. Menace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when that robot from the future was stalking around the corridors with her one-man band—that that was pretty terrifying. That's true. Yes. You know, he's got the face of a robot and the body of a robot and the legs of a robot and the arms of a robot. <laughs> the other way around, there wasn't it? Oh. It was a uh, yeah. It was a. Um, she's a cyborg, yeah. but she's got. A human heart and lungs and liver and legs and arms and head. <laughs> and actually, she, yeah, she bag. Just, she just, yeah, she just had a hip replacement. She's got a human's car. <laughs> you can keep your letters in her. She's a sideboard. What? Sideboard. Side. Letters. You put your letters in a sideboard, don't letters. you? Yes, we put your letters in a sideboard. <laughs> Where'd you keep your letters? I don't have letters. You don't have a sideboard. <laughs> but also, that's because that, and that's why. Like that's not their You don't main keep purpose. your letters in a sideboard because you have no letters or a sideboard. Know, I don't know if but like if you had the past, both, they would be together. I don't know if in the past people went, but Tarquin, we do seem to have a lot of letters. <laughs> Should we go to the sideboard shop <laughs> so that we've got somewhere to put them? Listen, Tarquin and whoever this other guy is. They, Sebastian. They, they, Sebastian, they already have a sideboard. They don't need to go to a sideboard <laughs> yes, but shop. we've got so many letters now, we need a second sideboard. A second sideboard. sideboard. Because where else could you put letters? Well, you and what away. else do you put in a sideboard? After you've run out of room in your sideboard, you start like <laughs> you start filtering out the letters you don't really why need anymore. It, if it was, if that's what it's for, why mm. isn't it called a letter cupboard? <laughs> but it, that's what a, a sideboard stands for. <laughs> right, so we're on B World, and an exploding child just blew up a bus. <laughs> so that was traumatic. Let's uh, let's find out what's going on with them. It's the bus I feel sorry for. <laughs>
What did that bus ever do? Immediately, hordes of children armed with rudimentary weapons emerge from the long grass and attack Hooray! the people as they spill from the overturned bus. Among their number are Don and Pony. Right, so my pony, who yeah. watched her brother shot, and Donald children who saved her life, right? Brilliant. The other buses screech to a halt and guards leap out. Ooh. The kids are trying to steal transporters which some of the higher-ranking <laughs> individuals wear on their wrists. Now, now the transporters, are they to, to transport people between realities? For like, from B-World to not B-World? Yes, I do believe that Donald Children was wearing one in, the very, in his first mm. appearance. They are those... he di- We thought he disappeared into hell, but it turns out he, he didn't. didn't. No, his, his, uh, his watch, he had a little he portal watch that he could get the lottery yeah. results on, and when he got the right lottery results... He could sink into the ground and go and see some bees. That's my understanding of the story so far. Well, yeah, he was he was doing something outside Eon, and then he got the numbers, and then he disappeared, and now he's in Bee World. Yes. And those falling men are also part of this because they... What, what seems to be happening is you stand on the ground, and you use your transporter, and you fall, and you appear in another world yeah. in the air. In the somewhere. air. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. That is exciting. It's like a an, an unfortunate side effect of, like, you know, in, in most sci-fi, it's like, oh, easy, you open a door and you walk through it and you're in another world. Mm. But you've gone, that's too simple. What mm-hmm. I'm going to do is you use your transporter and then you fall <laughs> 500 feet and die. <laughs> yeah. So there's a high price for for going to another world. It is. Anyway, so the kids are trying to steal transporters. The wave of guards open fire <gasps> at first just rifles. Next, cannons. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, because next next up, this is, that's what the guards are doing. Mm. But now we've got a head guard, Ooh. which seems to me linked to all that restraining <laughs> yes. of heads that went on earlier, right? Definitely. Because they know that if they try and get in Eon without, and, and those guards, if they don't have the correct um, passes, mm. someone might restrain their head. Mm. So in that world, you and you're rich. You get yourself a head guard to stop pe- other guards from restraining your head. Your head. It's yeah. like right, restrain his head. No, guard his head. Yes, <laughs> the guards are punching each other, and you you can run away and and use your transporter. Brilliant. So a head guard takes out a tagger remote, and soon the kids start exploding, <laughs> limbs flying. What's wrong with you? Why can't you write a, a script without kids suffering it? This one's <laughs> taken it to new extremes because here you're just blowing up kids. The kids start exploding, limbs flying. Like there's some guy going, Wahey! So, the, uh, basically kids are exploding. <laughs> That's yes, what, that's, that's what we were talking about. It's literally what's happening at the moment. Mm. I think sometimes the uh, one your life's so fucking pedestrian and boring all the time. Maybe you want to see a kid explode or <laughs> go in a balloon. That one. <laughs> of those two, I think we should we should choose option two. Yeah, but we will be dropping bombs on children <laughs> en route because that's my plan. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's that's the whole point. And also taking some kids up and throwing them out of the oh. balloon. <laughs> yeah, because. Just losing height, isn't it? That's what that's what balloons do. And you go like, we've got to lose some weight. What can we live for to lose? Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hit a mountain, chuck some Get weight out. Sandra. Chuck, <laughs> chuck Timmy out. Why does he call that child Sandra? <laughs> that's mean. That's abuse. Might as well kill her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where's um, Twattington? <laughs> Twattington, he's not got a life ahead of him, has he? All right. <laughs> 
And then tell you he was a dog. <laughs> he was a dog. Didn't matter which fucking name was, he didn't know. Yeah. I just needed an excuse. Brilliant. I called him Twattington because I knew I was going to throw him out of that balloon. I didn't want to waste a good name on him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, if it, but I also wasn't sure whether he could fly or not. <laughs> you never know until you, th- until you throw a dog out of a balloon. Yeah. You don't know if it can fly. You don't. I, I mean, mean, a lot of, to be honest, a lot of superheroes in superhero yeah. stories, a lot of the time they learn to fly because they're suddenly in a situation where they have to. It's yeah. not like they've got it, oh, I'm like standing on the ground and suddenly I fly up. It's like learning to swim. It's like when your dad <laughs> throws you in the pool, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen to most and people. You, and, right. So, so if, so eventually, like, if you've been up in a balloon often enough and thrown enough dogs out, one of them's going <laughs> to fly, right? One of them's going to go like, Roar. well, the old like, saying, they can fly. I knew it. As the old saying goes, if you fl- if you throw enough dogs out of a balloon, yeah. <laughs> one of them will fly. Yeah, I mean, is that is that an old saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an old saying. So it's it? I mean, definitely it? wouldn't. It? I mean, none of them would. <laughs> No, the real saying is, if you throw a load of dogs out of a balloon, all of them will die. No, the old saying is, like, if you're the type of person that keeps throwing <laughs> dogs out of a balloon, expecting one of them to fly, it's not going to happen. So you can <laughs> yeah, stop now. You, you, can stop should, now. you don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad. I mean, it's really opt- I mean, optimistic and really weirdly s- sadistic to yeah. keep throwing dogs out of a balloon. It's too Thinking that maybe one it? of them is going to fly. Optimism is usually good, but there yeah. is a point when it becomes it's, too much. It needs to be based in reality. Yeah, if you find yourself in a balloon throwing dogs out because you believe they can fly, yeah. you've become too optimistic yeah. and you need to dial it back a bit. Unless you've thrown one and it did. <laughs> And you just throw in more of them, as if more of them can. I mean, like, still, even then, you know, it happened once. <laughs> I think it you're happened still, once. You're still in the realm of too optimistic. I don't think so. I think like if, <laughs> if a thing happened, an impossible thing happened once, I'd be like, I need to see it again. <laughs> and I'd be throwing every dog I don't out. Care of that how many dogs I have to kill to, to see until, that another until like you know, until the person who secretly made that dog fly turned up and actually didn't fly. Actually, Howard, uh, I, uh, a hologram. Yeah, I had it on a bit of string. It was, <laughs> I was in a, I was in a balloon above you. <laughs> You basically you killed so many dogs. Yeah. I was like, I've got to stop, stop him. him somehow. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer, and so we sat together to every night. But everything he wrote was fucking shite. Yeah, woman of a no, woman of a no. Was writer in the world? Was writer in the world? Was writer in the world? Thanks for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. We hope that you are happy now. Ha! <laughs> yeah, because you were really miserable before it started, weren't you? Yeah, but now you're cheerful because of all that Spackman stuff, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like more, go to patreon.com forward slash manbycow, where you can get an absolutely ridiculous amount of audio and video entertainment by us for as little as two dollars wow what a ruddy great bargain do remember to like us on whatever social medias we're on and on itunes like us on itunes um... like us on social media like us in real life come up to us in the street and pat us on the head and if you know somebody um who's as equally strange as you are Quite frankly, you're a bit weird. You're um, so weird. Why not, why not um, recommend this show to them? Why not just tell your followers or friends on social media and say, you know this show that I never mention but listen to weekly, mm. the one that I never ever speak about but love and laugh at a lot but keep really quiet about? 
you should check it out and then you can go back to being quiet again. Yeah. Don't harass anyone. No, don't don't be weird at people. <laughs> <Right>? Don't go up <laughs> to strangers in the street and start like stapling flyers to their heads or anything. Yeah. Just like just say to your friends and followers, I like this show. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, exactly. Then leave it at that. That's just really positive. And then they can choose whether to check it out or not. Correct. That's how normal people communicate, isn't it? You could learn something from us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but do 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 that stapling thing. Do do that stapling. Because we've told you not to now. So um, if you do it, then no one can blame us. No one can blame us. Okay. All right. Now we've got to run away. Quick, run away and hide from the police. Bye, milk. He's a stupid, suck rubbish writer.